Grace, peace, and mercy from God our Father and His precious Son, Jesus Christ. We are so grateful that you uh, decided to join in with us on this evening. Our scripture will be taken from Matthew 24. We're going to continue in Matthew. Uh, the Lord is good, saints. Uh, I'm just so thankful that He has given us another day that we may live and breathe and move and, and have our being. So we're going to start right out with Matthew 24, verse 1. And Jesus went out and departed from the temple. And his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. All I want to say here is people can and do spend more money on the external building and not enough time and effort taking care of the soul that resides in the internal building. But in verse 2, it says, And Jesus said unto them, See not that all these things, verily I say unto you, there shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. Mm -hmm. Of course, the disciples were focused on the buildings at hand that were put up. And Christ referred to his coming death and the destruction of Jerusalem. As magnificent and as the structure was, Christ's value for it was no more than a heap of stone. There is no building so strong or beautiful that God cannot bring it down. Amen. That goes for today with all the buildings and, and money put into them. God had warned Jerusalem with destruction for their sin. And 40 years later, after Christ's death, the Roman emperor destroyed the city and burnt the temples. In verse 3 it says, And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of the coming and of the end of the world? Two questions they asked. And these are the same two questions we want to know. The sign of his coming and the end of the world. For those of us who know and believe in God and Christ, we want a sign of Christ's coming. What will the sign be? Because we want to be ready. But we have everything we need for his second coming. And that is the word of God and his spirit guiding us. Mm -hmm. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Back then, there were many who pretend to have God-like inspiration. Today, it is no different. They lead people astray, pretending that God will show them signs of freedom, meaning redemption from the Roman power. Today, they pretend to show us the way to freedom from the chaos we see and experience in this world. 1 John 4 and 1 tells us, Believing not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Yes. 2 Peter 2 and 1 tells us, But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privately shall bring in damnable hearsays, even denying the Lord that brought them and bring upon themselves swift destruction. That was spoken a long time ago. So just imagine what is out there in the world today. Verse 6. 
And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nations shall rise against nations, and kingdoms against kingdoms. And there shall be famine and pestilence and earthquakes in diverse places. Today, nobody can get along with nobody. There is fighting everywhere. Shortage of everything. Earthquakes, floods, and fires. Don't think for a second the United States is the only place these things are happening. Every nation wants to flex their muscles, prove their strength and knowledge. Everybody wants nuclear power and access. Everything spoken in the Old and New Testament is coming to full circle. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you. And ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. This hate is not just something said for them then. Or something Jesus said would come up on America only. Anybody anywhere that believes and practices Christianity will be hated and killed sooner or later. Right now, most of it, most of it is just hatred and killing against races and people of color all over the world. But the time is coming when they will kill and because of religion and who you believe in. And then shall many be offended. And shall betray one another. And shall hate one another. Offense is on the up. People all over the world are being offended. And this is nothing compared to what is to come. And to betray one another. Did you know betrayal means to be disloyal? To be a traitor or deceiving? People who are offended will begin to do just that. And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. First Timothy 1 Timothy 1.4 says, The Spirit speaks plainly that in the last days some, some shall depart from the faith. We see that now. And give heed to seducing spirits and doctrine of devils. That too is happening today. These are the last days. What we don't know is what is the last day. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Meaning, because sin is so great in the world, the love for Christ has become cold and lacking. When you look around today, churches are either closing, they are half full, or merging with other churches. If you think about it, Pandemic is not to blame. Sin is. The pandemic and other things are just an excuse. People are really turning away from serving God. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. Regardless of the reason for people falling away, regardless of the offenses, regardless of the iniquity that is multiplying, we must endure until the end. We must hold on and hold out until the end. Let us not be weary in well-doing. Verse 14. And this gospel of the kingdom 
shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. The gospel of Christ, the salvation and eternal life. What this means is the preaching of the gospel to all the Gentiles shall be a proof of or a witness that the division between the Jews and the Gentiles has come to an end. The blessing and revelation of salvation was confined to the Jews, but is now given and available to all. To some, when preached, it is the Savior unto death. And to others, the gospel is the Savior unto life. Verse 15 says, When you therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place. Whosoever readeth, let him understand. Then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains. Let him which is on the housetop not come down to take anything out of his house. Neither let him which is in the field return back to take his clothes. This is not just what is going on in Jerusalem. You see this happening all over the Middle East now. People in Iran were running for safety and leaving everything to get on an American plane. People are leaving everything because Russia is fighting Ukraine. China is pushing for power. North Korea is in full dictatorship. Now trouble is rising in England. What we are reading in the scriptures now are things coming to pass now also today. When there was peace, now there are wars and desolation. Verse 19 says, And woe unto them that are with child, and to them that give suck in those days. Those that were with child then could not easily flee. Just like those of today with child cannot flee easily as well. But pray ye that your flight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath. Flight means a swift passage or movement. In the winter, movement is not easy or possible. And for the Sabbath, according to customs and laws, they were only allowed to travel so far on that day. If there is any fleeing then or no, pray it is not in winter or women with child. The farthest they could travel on a Sabbath day journey was about two miles. Those that are under up under the law now, that restriction would apply to them today. For them, for then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world. To this time, no, nor ever shall be. Listen to what Joel 2, uh, verse 2 and 1 says about this. Blow ye up, blow ye the trumpet in Zion, and sound an alarm in my holy mountain, that all the inhabitants of the land tremble. For the day of the Lord cometh, for it is nigh at hand. A day of darkness and of gloominess, a day of clouds and of thick darkness, as the morning spread upon the mountain, a great people and a strong. There hath not been ever the like, neither shall be any more after it, even to the years of many generations. Woe unto what is coming. Verse 22 says, back in Matthew, 
And except those days should be shortened, there should be no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. The reason for fathers preparing Jesus to get to go get his children and the reason for the days needed to be shortened is because this world is getting so wicked that they are about to taint and cause the very elect to be deceived. It is for our sake God is going to shorten the days. Then if any man shall say unto you, Lo, here is Christ, or there believe, or there believe it not. If anybody says, here is Christ, don't believe them. Nobody knows or how or, or has been given that revelation. So if someone has given you a date, don't believe it. For there shall arise false Christ and false prophets and shall show great signs and wonders. insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Notice it said, if it were possible, meaning they can't and won't deceive the very elect because we have what is needed to keep us and make us the elect. And that is the word of God. But the key is we must continue in the word to continue to be the elect. We was we must make our election and calling sure. Today, the church's greatest danger are from seducers that come in Christ's name and pretend to work signs and wonders by his authority. Because of what they see them do and not what is written, many are carried away with false teachers. Behold, I have told you before. Wherefore, if they shall say unto you, Behold, he is in the desert. Go not forth. Behold, he is in the secret chambers, believe it not. Many impostors and cheats persuade people to follow them to places. They persuade them to sell what they have and invest in property they have established. What do you think Waco was all about? And this place where the leaders had seven and eight wives, where no one can leave. And Jim Jones and the Kool-Aid. And don't forget the people waiting on a spaceship to be delivered from this world. People will have all kinds of stories and all kinds of places and all kinds of signs about Christ. Don't believe any of them. When Christ comes back, we will all have to be ready. And wherever you are, he will find you. You don't have to go looking for him. Verse 27. For as the lightning cometh out of the east and shineth even unto the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. You can take this as a threefold coming spoken in the New Testament. His coming in his spiritual kingdom by the preaching of the gospel to the Gentiles. His coming to destroy Jerusalem 40 years after his ascension. And his final coming in judgment at the great day. All these comings of the Son of Man are for, the, or for their suddenness and unexpectedness and are compared to lightning which in a moment breaks out of the east and shines to the west. For whosoever, wheresoever the carcass is, there will the eagles be gathered together. 
Then wherever the Jews were, and the carcass is being the body of the Jews' nation, the Romans will be, will be upon them being the eagles upon their prey. Today, wherever true Christianity is, you will see the world. They are trying to devour them as a vulture devours his prey. The only remedy against the furious rage of the world is to be gathered and joined to Christ. Immediately in verse 29, after the tribulation of those days, shall the sun be darkened and the moon shall not give her light and the stars shall fall from heaven and the power of the heavens shall be shaken. Adam Clark commentator explains this this way. The sun is the religion of the church. The moon is the government of the state and the stars are the judges and doctors of both. Meaning the Jews heaven shall perish and the sun and moon of its glory and happiness shall be darkened, brought to nothing. The sun shall be darkened. If that be the case, and this is the church and government, it means all their glory shall be eclipsed. Eclipse means to fail or defect. Meaning their glory and excellency will fail and their wealth and prosperity will lay waste. The whole government destroyed and marks of misery found upon them. Can't we see that coming about in our government today? Can't we see the governments failing all over the world? By the sign of the Son of Man coming, the Roman Catholic and all those that did not believe his first coming will understand and see. Look at verse 30. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Again, when this is seen, all the tribes shall mourn and will be convinced that their destruction was the punishment of their sin in rejecting and crucifying Christ. And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet. And they shall gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. Saints, I'm going to stop here. And Lord willing, we live. We'll pick it up back here next week. My time is up. And I thank you for yours. I want to shift a little bit. I have a, I have a guest.